Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, July 19th, 2016, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Starseed Crystal Quest 10 to Arkansas is October 16th through the 22nd. This is a soul group reunion, so only those with at least one of six star markings are eligible to attend, namely 25, 26, or 27 degrees in Taurus, Scorpio, Capricorn Cancer, Aquarius, and Leo. Each group that has come before has escalated the energies there, enabling each subsequent group to take it even higher for the planet and for personal empowerment as well. If you feel the call of the crystals and aren't sure if you have the required markings, I'll be glad to take a quick look at your charts and let you know. Just send me your complete birth info with the date, exact time, place, and your current location, and write to crystals, that's plural, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-S at starseedhotline.com. We are thrilled to have one of our favorite and most popular guests with us this evening. Meg Benedicte is the creator of Quantum Access, her trademarked process of working within the quantum field. In 1994, Meg experienced a spontaneous kundalini activation that opened her energy body to accept an angelic soul walk-in embodying a time jumper adept in alchemy and ascension. Tapping into ancient mystery school knowledge from past incarnations in Lemuria, Sirius, and Zeptepi, Egypt, Meg has developed a time-tested ascension activation program for all seeking soul integration. She also hosts her own radio show here on Blog Talk, which is New Earth Central. Meg has some exciting and important new information for starseed activation using current planetary energies. You can visit her websites at newearthcentral.com and ascensionnow.org. The August Harmonic Starseed Gathering in Arkansas will be August 19th through the 21st, and this one is open to all starseeds. The reservations are filling fast, so please email Tammy, that's T-A-M-M-I-E, at starseedhotline.com for more details. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Vanya tonight for hosting the switchboard for any listeners that have a question or comment for Meg. If you'd like to chat with like-minded people, we have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com. It's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds, thanks to Tammy's dedication and help with our forum. You can download any show in our archives on iTunes or right from our Blog Talk Radio episode page using the cloud with an arrow on it. We'd appreciate your support of our show, and you can do that by clicking follow on our page here at Blog Talk, and you'll get our weekly show notices. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. 
For those who need healing of any kind for yourself or your pets, Tammy's powerful remote sessions will help. If you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And then, of course, if you want a stage two interpretation of that chart, please order it about two or three months ahead of time to make sure you get it in before your 10 hours because we do have a waiting list. So first this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her ever-popular Starseed News. (laughs) Hey, Anastasia. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's great to be with you. We're going to have a short news program tonight, although I will tell you the news across the planet is escalating in urgency. We are living in very interesting times and indeed um, perhaps dire times for the 3D matrix, at least for the United States. So tonight I will play the fiddle and ignore all of that and uh, cover the stories that I have to share with you. Well, there are big sunspots staring at Earth. Solar activity has been low for months, as you all are aware, but they say that soon could change. Two big sunspots are staring directly at us. One of them has an unstable magnetic field that harbors energy for M-class solar flares. Well, the Kepler Spacecraft Telescope has discovered a crop, I like that word, of 104 new planets. Four look promising that could potentially accommodate life. And this discovery has occurred in the race to find somewhere habitable in the cosmos. So NASA's Kepler Space Telescope has identified, as I've said, 104 new planets outside of our galaxy. They say that uh, four planets are in the Earth's size range, orbiting a single dwarf star. Now, NASA has said in a statement that two are probably too hot to support life as we know it, but two are in the star's habitable zone where liquid water could exist on the surface. New findings, important findings in space all the time. Well, an earthquake swarm has struck Central California. Central California is currently in the middle of an earthquake swarm with up to 18 and counting tiny quakes shaking things up over the course of a single day. This is in today's news. The situation is not, however, as ominous as it may seem. Now, KTLA has reported that the quakes began in the Bay Area late last night and have continued throughout today. They say there's been nothing larger than a magnitude 3.7, and all of the quakes, of course, have been relatively small. But they say that uh, Central California is probably just in the middle of a run-of-the-mill earthquake swarm. But there has been an earthquake off of Florida's coast, which has people rolling their eyes. This occurred on July 16th. An earthquake struck off the coast of Florida, and they say that is a rare event in a relatively tectonically peaceful region. It was a 3.7 magnitude quake, had an epicenter about 104 miles northeast of Daytona Beach, according to the USGS. Now, some of the weak tremors were reported and picked up by scientific instruments on the mainland, but the quake was too weak to cause any damage. They say that earthquakes are rare in Florida because there is a... uh, uh, a factor about Florida's position on the North American plate that makes it very unlikely for earthquakes to occur. Well, listen to this. Wow, oh wow. 
a logbook that contains records detailing the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza, has been put on public display at the Egyptian Museum in Cairo. Now, as you know, the Great Pyramid was built in honor of the Pharaoh Khufu, according to mainstream archaeology anyway, and is the largest of the three pyramids constructed on the Giza Plateau. It was considered a wonder of the world by ancient writers, and in its beginning years, it was 480 feet or 481 feet tall at its first building. Now, today it's been eroded and it stands at 455 feet high. But anyway, the logbook was written in hieroglyphic letters on pieces of papyri. The author was an inspector of the pyramid who was in charge of a team of about 200 men. And uh, this was uh, reported by archaeologists in a journal called Near Eastern Archaeology. Wouldn't that be amazing to read? Now, they didn't share any details about the day-to-day activity of the pyramid. Doggone it, I wanted to read that part. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, that's the juice. We don't want to just hear the headline. We want to know what it says. But those of you that might be interested could probably hunt that down on the Internet, do some searching about the logbook uh, on display now at the Egyptian Museum in Cairo. But what a valuable find, my goodness. I guess this has been actually discovered sometime back there just now, beginning to display it. You know, we're always the last to know what they have, Mm -hmm. um, depending on how they want to dribble it out to us. But you might be able to find something out about that. And if I had time, I would certainly delve into that. It would be so fascinating. Well, we keep talking about... uh, Uh, improved technology. Every week we have an exponential almost increase in all of the amazing things that are being discovered. And I've heard about this uh, being discussed years in the past. Um, But now, now, scientists have fashioned the world's smallest hard disk, ushering a new era of data storage in which every book ever written could be contained on a gadget the size of a 20-cent piece. Well, if your ears perk up at the whole idea of something that small holding that much, and then you wonder, well, who has a 20-cent piece? <laughs> well, this was a uh, something that was created uh, by Dutch and, and Portuguese researchers. And so maybe in those countries they have a 20-cent piece. Right. Anyway, these researchers say that they have invented something called a kilobyte atomic memory. And this uh, discovery and this invention has been revealed in the journal Nature Nanotechnology. They say that this will solve the storage problems posed by the generation of more than a billion gigabytes of new information flooding our environment every day. It happens to be a rewritable device, and it stores the equivalent of a news story in a space one-thousandth the size of a needle tip. Now, pound for pound, it can hold around 1,000 times as much information as current hard disks and flash drives. In theory, this storage density would allow all books ever created to be written on a single postage stamp. What do you think about that? It's hard to conceive. It's hard to conceive, but just imagine a day when you could have every book in the world in your home office. In your pocket. Holy moly. In your pocket, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) And plug it into your iPhone and read everything, anything ever written. Oh, my. Excuse me. (laughs) Well, I I imagine you all heard about that self-driving vehicle that was designed by Elon Musk where the driver was killed recently. 
<clears throat> well, now Mercedes-Benz has created a self-driving city bus. Now, they revealed this latest creation Monday morning. They are calling it the Future Bus, and it's the first city bus that can drive autonomously, sort of, as you'll see at the end of the story. Now, they say that uh, Mercedes did more than just unveil the vehicle. They sent it on a 12-mile route through the streets of Amsterdam. <clears throat> now, the bus uses Mercedes' latest autonomous, autonomous driving system, and they call it City Pilot, <clears throat> and uh, the only catch with this is is that I guess it's um, uh, not not so certain that they trust it because it has to have a human driver uh, along with it uh, to keep an uh, eye on safety. They're monitoring the safety of it. So I don't understand why they have an autonomous bus if it needs a human on board to monitor safety. Why not just let the guy drive the bus? <clears throat> <laughs> but anyway, that's what they're doing. Well, here's a really touching story. Um, gosh, this is not going to come as any news to Starseed. Um, we all love whales. I think, doesn't everybody love whales? Goodness sakes. And we know that, sna that uh, whales are very sociable beings and highly intelligent. And they forge tight bonds with each other. But now it's been, become clear that those bonds are stronger than death. Uh, more than six species of the marine animals... Uh, um, that have been studied were seen clinging to the body of a dead uh, comp compatriot, probably a relative or somebody else in the pod. Scientists are making this claim in a new study. They're reporting their findings uh, of their research. And they say that the most likely explanation for the animal's refusal to let go of the whale corpses is grief. Researchers say that these whales are mourning. They're in pain and they're stressed. They know that something is wrong. Now, scientists have found a growing number of species, from giraffes to chimps, that behave as if they're stricken with grief at the loss of one of their members. Now, elephants, for example, and maybe some of you know this, return again and again to the body of a dead companion. Now, these kinds of findings are adding to the long overdue debate about whether animals feel emotion and if they do how such emotion should influence human treatment of other creatures well now i'm going to editorialize for a second what a terrible shame that people keep waiting for science to prove to prove to them what's obvious all the while nature having been decimated due to the biblical claim that humans were meant to dominate the earth and all the beings on it so now, you know, uh, what seemed obvious to people in kinder, more gentler times uh, now needs to be scientifically proven uh, to people that, yes, animals have emotions and they have feelings and that they are not inferior to us in any way. So it's hoped, anyway, that these kinds of research findings will uh, take root uh, on a wide scale. Uh, Starcy, don't, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but... Uh, people at large, people in general, um, having been trained that animals don't have souls, they don't have feelings, they're here for us to do with what we will, God knows that this needs to change. It really does. And uh, we are in a time when we are seeing gross and widespread insensitivity to life and to other beings. So this is a study that makes a testament to the fact that 
Yes, they have feelings. And that we have a greater connection to them than modern minds would have ever imagined, but what Hopi minds or Aboriginal minds, Native American minds, could have affirmed long, long ago. Well, all right, that's the end of my preaching to the choir. Now, I have a quote for you. It's kind of funny. The trouble of having an open mind is, of course, that certain people with their own agendas will see this. They will come along after you and absolutely insist that you allow them to put things into it. (laughs) (laughs) So keeping an empty mind or an open mind can be a great challenge, an inviting place for other people to stuff things into. (laughs) I send great blessings and love from my heart to you. All of you, Starseed, have a beautiful week and make a difference. We need you. Thank you, Arielle. We'll we'll be together again next week. It's going to be a good show tonight. Oh, absolutely. And thank you so much, Anastasia, for the Starseed News. Uh, We so appreciate it. So with that, I am going to now um, go to Lavendar. And uh, let me get your mic open. Come on, click, click. Okay. Hey, Lavendar. Hey. I'm really excited about this uh, crystal dig in Arkansas, so I'd like to take a few minutes to tell our audience about what takes place on these weekend adventures in Arkansas. Um, If crystals are calling you from Arkansas, and if your name is on this date, August 19th through the 21st, then please join us and the Starseed family that's being summoned for this extraordinary alignment at Mount Ida, Arkansas, especially for those that have not been able to come to the week-long Starseed quest. This may be just the invitation that you've been waiting for. In honor of the 1987 August Harmonic Convergence, and because so many Starseeds have upgrades of activation then and also now, we felt it necessary to offer this gathering for many that have had Atlantis markings in their charts or a great interest in the lost continent. Because of the connection between Arkansas crystals and Atlantis, we have invited celebrated author Tom T. Moore to join us for his presentation on his new book, Atlantis and Lemuria, The Lost Continent, which has been given an enthusiastic two thumbs up by, by me. Uh, Mr. Moore is an award-winning author, speaker, and entertainment um, industry CEO who distributes motion pictures and TV programs internationally. He considers himself a telepath and recently had a new TV series based on his books on channel EPTV titled The Telepathic World of Tom T. Moore. On June 28th, if you remember, we had Mr. Moore as our guest on the radio show. So on Friday evening, we'll gather at 4 p.m. for an appetizer, buffet, and an evening of getting to know one another and sharing stories of awakenings. The first night, we'll set the frequencies for an empowering weekend. On Saturday morning, we'll meet at 8.30 and drive to Fisher Mountain to dig for crystals. A packed picnic brunch will be provided. This will be a great weekend to dig and charge crystals as we imprint the land and one another. Fisher Mountain is a wonderful place to reconnect and remember and has some of the purest, clearest crystals in the world, untouched by commercialization. Then we'll stop by Judy's Crystal Shop on our way back to Mountain Harbor and see her wonderful collection of crystals. 
We are leaving Saturday afternoon free to explore the sites, crystal shops, and carpool to hot springs for maybe a thermal bath, which is optional and not included in the package. We'll meet back at the Joplin House at 7 p.m. for supper, and Tom will give a presentation on his book series and will autograph his books. Tammy will also present information regarding the sacredness of the land and the Native American connection to the Starseed bloodlines as well as to Atlantis. We'll complete the evening with a fire ceremony featuring stories and legends of the land. Marshmallows, chocolate, and graham crackers will be provided for campfire treats. Sunday breakfast will be served at 8 a.m. at our conference house and we'll continue with presentations. Mr. Moore and his wife Dina will give a spellbinding PowerPoint presentation on Atlantis and Lemuria for four hours. So this weekend package, if you're interested in coming, then you need to email Tammy, T-A-M-M-I-E, at starseedhotline.com. If, uh, if you are interested or you think that your name is on this, please come, because a big calling is going out to all the starseeds that were involved in the activation of August Harmonic Convergence and some of their offspring. You'll know if your name is on this, but we would love to see you to show up and be part of this gathering. So I also have something that I want to share. I had someone send me this um, yesterday. Um, there's a gal down in, in Texas. Her name is uh, Deborah Byers. She has a, a bed and breakfast called Bell of the Round Top. And I haven't seen it, but she has invited me to come down, and hopefully I'll be able to do that. But she sent me something that really, really touched me, and I knew that it was, it was the truth when I read it. So I would like to read what she sent me. The subject is world peace. She writes, we stand once more at the threshold of another world war. Will we as mothers and grandmothers of all people stand by and allow our men to once more bring us to the brink of destruction? There is an answer that we as women know inherently as the caretakers of all, those who have, are left out of the equation of equal opportunity for full and rich life experience cry out for freedom to live enriching lives of hope and opportunity for for ourselves and their children that we take for granted in America. Please consider the solution from a book that I am currently reading. And here is a quote from the book. Only one thing will create peace and the end of terrorism, the creation of a just world. If there is no justice, there will never be peace. If there is no justice, there is no hope for any of us because everybody in the world will die unless we establish justice in the world. There is only one way to establish justice, and that is to share the resources of the world more equitably. It is so simple, and yet we refrain from doing it. Without sharing, there will never be justice. Without justice, there will never be peace. And without peace, there is no future for us. So what do we have to do? The developed nations have to realize that the world's food and resources belong to everyone, are given by divine providence for all the peoples of the world, not just the developed nations who have the money to buy food and resources. They have the money to buy because they are more advanced with technology and more advanced in industry, perhaps. But the goods they produce do not give value to the resources and activities of the people of the third world. This approach is cavalier, dishonest, greedy, and selfish, and has to change. Otherwise, there is no future for, for our world. 
Each nation will be asked to make over in trust for the world as a whole into a common pool, that which it has in excess of its needs. Out of that common pool, the needs of all can be met. Will that end terrorism in the world? Probably not at first, but it is the first step into the creation of justice in the world and will create the essential for that correct relation that we call trust. When we create trust, we can do marvelous things. How can we do impossible without it? When countries trust each other, they can talk to each other without fear. With the creation of trust through sharing of resources, we can begin to solve all the world's problems one after another. They become approachable and easily solvable, and the world can be changed very quickly indeed. And with that creation of trust through sharing, we can overcome the situation of today of people who are filled with anger and resentment. They are filled with a sense of injustice, and they see no way for their children to be given a decent life. So in turn, some of them turn to terrorism. Now, she only sent me this one page, but it really got me to thinking. So, Ariel, what did you think about what I just read? It makes perfect sense because that's the root of of all the problems in the world ever because somebody felt that something wasn't fair. That's right. And it's out of balance um, right. otherwise. So I anything just, that I, is, when I read it, I thought, oh, this is a wonderful formula. So how do we get this formula somehow in, in information so that we can start working with this trust factor with sharing our resources in the world. I think this is something for all of us star seeds to start thinking about. And if you are listening to this, you know, give us a, a shout or send us an email and tell us what you think about this particular way of, of taking resources and giving it to the whole world. We would love to hear from you. So now, is our Meg on the line? She sure is. Let me okay. do the old clickaroo there. Okay. Hey, Meg, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on your show today. We love you Always so much. Always a pleasure. And I so appreciate oh, you. what you sent uh, for the uh, full moon information at 27 Capricorn. Because, you know, in our star markings, we have 25, 26, and 27 degrees of, of certain signs that mean certain things. But in Capricorn, what it means for us uh, is the crystal grid. The crystal grid resonates inside the planet to the 25, 26, and 27 of Capricorn. So when it's, so when it's 27, it holds a very strong ascension code. 25 and 26, those are activations. But the 27, we have found, really reaches far into the uh, resonant field of the crystal grid which activates the people that are ready ready to ascend or ready to change their lives. So I was very impressed with what you had to say about the full moon in Capricorn. In fact, if you would like to just take it further and tell us more, because Pluto's in Capricorn now, and, of course, that activates the underworld, and we're seeing a lot of underworld stuff go on yeah. now. So go ahead and, and talk to us about this full moon. Okay, thank you for bringing that up. It was one of my questions for you because when I saw the 27 degree, I'm like, oh my God, that's a starseed degree. So thank you for filling in that that piece because I didn't realize it was uh, getting into the crystal grid. But it, it actually confirms then what I was also getting guided this week. And um, 
would love to offer it if we have time today in the show. I started seeing a really powerful beam of light coming from the Great Central Sun, from the galactic center to to the planet, and I was guided to bring it not only down through my own chakra pillar, but also into my living space, and as you just mentioned, it locked right into the crystal grid and was pumping it up, so that makes sense why today, of course, we're having the show right the day of the of the new moon, um, full moon in Capricorn, so that's one of the, like you said, one of the the ascension activations happening. On the flip side, we're also seeing where this whole uh, dynamic of duality between opposite forces, this is again what we've all been born into, into this uh, dualistic matrix, seems to be morphing and and transforming more and more into unity consciousness. So we're seeing in a sense, you could call it a collapse of duality or an upgrade on duality to move it into more of unity consciousness where we don't have these uh, really polar opposites battling like we see all around us right now. So with that collapse or transformation of duality, it's bringing up to the surface, like you said, in the world news, where it exists and where it needs to be uh, transformed with more light. And, and of course, this huge beam coming from the Great Central Sun is helping us do that where we begin to transcend it. And so I'm seeing that happen in myself. I'm seeing that happen around me where I'm not even having to now hold space in the underworld, you know, bringing the light into the underworld. It feels like we must have met some kind of a tipping point, I think, since the March eclipses and equinox. I started noticing it around April, May, where I was actually getting guided in my own meditations and then working with clients that we were completing our sole mission, and this is for any any starseed who had this mission. Not everybody does, but I know I came into um, a mission of holding space with the underworld, bringing the light, working with the fallen souls, see who we can actually get to choose the light and come home. And so it's just been a huge ordeal, and it feels like it's completing and it's finishing. And then, of course, the flip side is is when we complete and no longer give them access to the light through our own energy fields or our own lives, they're, your, they're all being, in a sense, uh, maneuvered into a choice point. And so this is what I feel is happening right now. It's a, it's a big global choice point. You're going to either choose the light or not. And whatever is your choice, then you live with the consequences. And so this whole Pluto in the, you know, in Capricorn in the underworld and then squaring Eris and Uranus, and it's like ca- causing this big kind of, a uh, powerful choice point happening right now. And it's not pretty. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, shining the light on the underbelly of humanity right now. It's definitely discouraging when you see it. But just to know on a bigger bigger picture, bigger story, that this can really shift, I think, the balance of power going forward as we you see this rising swell of of humanity that isn't going to accept this polarity anymore. They're not going to accept duality anymore. They really want to move into um, inclusivity and and unity consciousness. So it's it feels like we're in the midst of it right now, don't you think? 
I mean, we're going to see so much in the next 72 hours. I can't imagine uh, wow. we're going to happen on the news because of this activation. Because yeah. now the sun, see, is at 26 cancer, and that mm-hmm. rules the bloodlines on the planet. So what I've been tracking is that, um, for instance, the, the Donald Trump um, situation. It's mm-hmm. like so many people on the planet remember him from other times. And they're being activated through their bloodlines. And it's not so much about what he's saying or what he's promising. It's just activating them because they see him either as a pope, they see him as a leader from the past. Uh, There's activations in the bloodlines. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. one aspect I'm tracking. But can you imagine the other things that will start happening around the world in the next 72 hours in the same fashion? See, the bloodlines... The bloodlines and the ascension codes and the crystal grid are all going off at the same time. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <gasps> amazing. I, well, what you wrote, I went, oh, yeah, you've really, you've really nailed this in what you wrote oh, and what you said in your um, deliverance, in your emails today. So it's like, wow. And it, and it seems to be, too, you know, part of this, this, this duality that we've been dealing with for thousands of years is this whole patriarchal programming and 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 you know of course this this stimulates all that aggression and competition and and domination and and this isn't and you know this isn't in just the males this is in women and this could be even women against women i mean this is where this has to get cleared out of all of us so we can really move into those ascension codes and live them you know live the unity consciousness in our in our actions and so i think there's kind of a backlash growing against that patriarchal programming and that's what we need to be able to, because we are the ones who are changing this so that's what needs to also kind of get to a tipping point where we're like, okay, hell no, we're not going to allow this anymore. And yeah. like you said, just bringing that justice in to replace that yeah. really corrupt system. Now, that, now, this last paragraph, I want to read what you wrote. The younger generation will not stand by and support the dying matrix program. They are not invested in its survival. They demand freedom and equality for all. Do you choose inclusivity or exclusivity? When you elevate up into the 5D realm, you'll see through the lens of unity consciousness. Everything is interconnected and affecting the entire whole. We must rise up and protest for change to occur. We cannot tolerate any kind of abuse anymore. We demand world peace, and so it is. So it is. So the, yes. And that late world peace, and I went, wow, that's what Deborah. <laughs> Deborah Byer sent me yesterday was about world peace. It's like we're all on the same page with bringing mm-hmm. all this together, no matter what it looks like. In fact, nobody said what it was going to look like. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's going to be probably really ugly before it gets, you know, into a place where we can really see the beauty of it. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the collapse isn't probably going to be pretty, but it, it it that corrupted system and regime has to collapse. So. I think too, you know, I get a, I get a lot of emails and people are kind of freaking out and they're they're getting really upset by all the violence and 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 inequality and injustice and, and and I just keep getting from spirit like, yes, it's happening. It's part of the collapse, but it's best if we can really stay focused on what we're talking about. You know, the new vision, what how how we're going to fill in the gaps here with our new world and our new lifestyle and unity consciousness. The more we can focus on what we're creating and instead of what's collapsing that's more empowering and and will 
I think it will move faster through the collapse, and we won't get kind of hung up in the emotions of it as much. Yeah, it, it reminds me of a saying that I that I remember back from my days in Tulsa. Don't look, Ethel. <laughs> Just don't look, <laughs> Ethel. You, you know, you might turn to stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't focus on the negative. <laughs> oh, so, for, for those new kids that are here, they I really am finding more and more of them so um, driven to stay in a positive state with art mm-hmm. and music and talents and and they don't seem to want to buy into anything that they're seeing on television or what their parents are trying to, you know, to get them to be like them. There's a yeah. there's a rebellion going on with these kids. They're there saying, is. hell no, we're not going that way. And, and, I, they and don't, I, I can it, tell that it's really creating a, a schism with, you know, within the family units. But we depend on these kids to stay true to their missions because when yes. they came to the planet, especially those that were born after 1980, you know, I was told that, that the information I had, I had to go sit on it and put it in a bank vault for 25 years and wait for these kids that were born after uh-huh. 1980 to be up and, and, and having kids of their own. And that's wow. one of the things that's happened is I'm getting a lot of clients now that are born after 1980. Oh, are are you awesome. finding that group finding you also? Uh, no, not as much. It still seems to be, well, maybe in their 30s, but um, I don't have, I don't think I'm working with anyone younger than that yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for some reason, they seem to be finding me right now. That's and and I'm kind of glad because I have been holding on to this information for them <laughs> for a long time. And being a Sagittarian, you know, to tell me to, to shut up and go sit down and not to share it was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do, being three planets in Sag, okay? <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, the time has finally arrived. It's very exciting, and I just love seeing these younger kids around, and, and they don't seem to be driven by consumption, you know, and materialism, not like what we were raised in. And and so, and they're very, very united with nature still. Uh, it's it's just, uh, uh, and they're so awake, and you can see the light just shining out of their eyes. It's just really exciting to see these group, this group come in. And they're sharing. They want to share. That. How, how many websites have we seen where these young kids are selling lemonade and doing all kinds of things to help their 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 fallen um, um, yeah. comrades and their you know, whoever has cancer or you know any? Yeah. I, I'm just amazed at some of these kids that know how to to do the things that are doing. I watched the cooking channel the other day, and they had these teenagers, you know, um, competing with one another, and, and like 10 years old and 12 years old. It's like when I was 10 and 12, I, I, I could never have thought about being on television no. doing a competition <laughs> cooking show. Where do these kids come from that know how to do this? And they're yeah, so articulate. Yeah, yeah. Oof, they're very advanced. But but that's our hope. That is the hope yes. for our future, is that, yes. that some of them that will be listening to this show and other shows like our shows will really grab a hold of a generation that's really going to to make a difference and change things on this planet. And I really do believe that. Do so too. tell me, Meg, you no longer live in Mount Shasta. Tell us what happened with the move and why you decided to leave. Uh, okay, so it was, let's see, 
It was the final day that they closed the mountain for the winter and the snow. It was October 31st, Halloween. And so I went up to the top of the mountain for one last visit before they closed. And I was sitting up there shivering. It was already getting cold. And and I heard as loud as day, you're complete with the mountain. And I was like, whoa, okay. So I didn't know where that would go or where that would lead. But within weeks, I started getting strong guidance to uh, move to Ashland, Oregon. This is a, it's it's a little over an hour away north of Mount Shasta, and it is a it's a bigger city, and there's a, a huge spiritual community here, and it and it just feels like home. One of the things I think was so challenging for me to live on Mount Shasta. It it is a very powerful vortex. It's it's so it is it's a one of the portals on our grid, and so there is quite a battle going on with the with the underworld there for that portal and I encountered it uh almost daily <laughs> and it was really tough and I you know I work with celestials my job there was to connect with the archangel realm and open up an archangel stargate there and really just kind of fortify the Lemurian grid work there and this is just some of my private uh uh soul work while I was there, um, I also was using the mountain to help clear away my L.A. timeline, which it did. It really just kind of spins stuff out of you and clears you. And so I was there for three years, and it and it and I guess it worked. It, it took hold, and I was able to move on. And so that's one of the things that I, I found was easier getting out of that battle for that portal. Um, I don't encounter it here in Ashland, and and. And I think people who visit there for, like, you know, a vacation or, or a spiritual quest, they're probably not going to encounter much of it. And I think it really just kind of depends on what's your mission and what, what you're working on there, if you will encounter it. But again, you know, we're at this tipping point where we're not having to hold space with the fallen souls like we were. So I think that's shifting even the energies at Mount Shasta. And it could be, you know, how we we're talking about Gaia ascending and how we're ascending and, and Mount Chesta was holding this, the root chakra of the fifth dimension. I feel the energies are rising into these higher chakras now uh, around the grid, around the planet. So it, it was, um, I think it just felt like it was a completed job there. So I picked up and left. <laughs> As you were saying that, I, I kind of picked up that you were on a two-and-a-half-year cycle there. Oh, boy, was it ever. I don't know. For yeah. some reason, it's like Mars, Mar, Mars in your chart. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. that later when, when you and I talk. But it just came to me. It's like, wow, you're on some kind of high because you're male. You know, you were born with your male and female all in one body, and you've never needed anyone, really. No, no. But your male energy had to probably rise up and do the battles there on the mountain. It wasn't your feminine side that battled, no. it was your male side. No, that's very true. So and, that, you know, now that you mention that, I did move up there right before Mars moved into Scorpio for two and a half years. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, and it's in there now completing that yeah. cycle. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I know that anybody... Ashlyn, you know, has been a... A, a, a wonderful uh, metaphysical community for many yes. many years. There's no telling how many. What is the what's the population of Ashland? It's not that big. I mean, I'm from LA, so it's not that big. But it's twenty thousand, which is a lot bigger than Mount Shasta. 
yeah, yeah. it's pretty a pretty it's a, just a charming little town and we do have uh some spiritual leaders here and and lots of great kind of meditative spaces and yoga places and you know people are just i think easier being free here you know and and being themselves uh i, I like it i like that is I it, like is that. It in the forest, do you have lots of trees and mountains oh, yes. and water? Oh yes, yes. It's right up into the mountain, uh, Mount Ashland. So yeah, it's it's definitely rural and a lot of forest. And I mean, I have deer in my backyard all the time. A lot of animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really beautiful. Yeah. And it has a creek that goes right through town. And I, I love hiking that creek every morning so I can get in nature and just get grounded and 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 rooted and you know ready for the day. So it's just quite lovely. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy that that you're there. But, but I was very at first I was very shocked, and then I thought, you know what, you can't stay on that mountain for very long. I've I've no. known people to go there, and they couldn't even stay a day, <laughs> and you've been there <laughs> for years. <laughs> it's it like that's a lot to it say was... about you, girl. Okay. Thank <laughs> Oh, thank you. I, seriously, there was days where I would literally have to get in the car and go up the I five and get out of the vortex just to get grounded. It it really it blows your field out. Like I was starting to get loopy. So yeah, it's not easy living in that. Any of these major sacred sites are running vortex power. So it's yeah, it's not easy living in it. <laughs> but th- but think of all the activations and the work that you've done there. I mean. Oh. Kudos to you, girl, because I've I've talked to a lot of your clients already, and they're just really spiraling and doing really well. You set them on you set them on the path, and that's and that's what it's all about. That is that's the job. Yep, yep, and and I it's so exciting to see how everyone is really advancing and 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 ex- accelerating it. It's wow. I mean, every year more happens, you know, more comes in and more abilities come in and knowledge and gifts. And so uh, I, I love it. We're on the fast track now. It's very exciting. And and, and people are really speaking their truth and, and not afraid yes. of speaking truth. It's not it's, like they used to. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So tell us something new that you've come across in in the way of the matrix that we need to know about. Okay, well, this matrix is... In its, I think it's in its last gasp, <laughs> and so it's been, it's just been collapsing and unraveling and breaking apart since 2012. And so, you know, what is that? For, almost four years from from now, and and it is, I think that's why we're seeing a lot of kind of desperate action happening out there. People must be sensing that it is uh, decomposing. I can, when I look at the the planetary field, you can see just big sections where the matrix isn't even running anymore um, like big holes in it and and but again this is a this is a in a sense like a computer simulation that's running in our minds and in our in our fields and so this is why the the vortex is so great because it helps you actually spin out of that simulation and get into your own soul consciousness your own truth and i think as we we see this uh movement towards more and more awakened souls joining together you know it's a very kind of a, a, a isolated solitary path for some time but i see don't you see us kind of forming family again we're like coming together like the tribe we're starting to join together more and more and that is also helping with the the destruction of that that artificial simulation so we're seeing more and more people who are awake uh, and fewer who are still in the simulation, who are still asleep, and, and their minds are actually being controlled. 
and and that's very encouraging. We're also like what you mentioned, where the younger generation really isn't plugged in as much into like network TV. That's where the simulation comes into us through network TV. Um, also, I see it where it's running in the satellite relay stations, and so there's just there's a, a system in place that's trying to keep it running, but. We're also seeing where people just aren't buying into it anymore, and we're not allowing that to enter into our energy field. So we're we're getting outside of it, and we're able to be really independent and sovereign. And as I mentioned earlier, that patriarchal programming is one of the many uh, uh, artificial programs running. We've got codependency, addiction, um, this whole kind of uh, sexual obsession, obsession with money. These are part of the simulation. And so if you catch any of that running in your mind, just go, okay, no, and I'm going to banish this out. And so you keep using um, whatever methods you use to clean this stuff out of your mind so that you're able to be able to be really pure to your own essence and your own truth and, and not be following, you know, this collective program of control. It's really what it is. It's an enslavement program of control. And it, it does take some work. You know, it, it's, I think, it's unraveling, so those who are starting now or are awakening now, it won't take them as long to get free of it or clear it like those of us who awakened, you know, 10, 20 years ago. But it still is something we have to literally choose where we focus the power of this mind of ours in and that's why they target, they being, you know, the cabal or the elite that are controlling the planet, they're targeting the mind because they know how powerful our mind is and what we can we can create with our mind, just like alchemists. So of course, that's the area to focus on. If you feel like you're kind of stuck or you're blocked or trapped, um, watch what's moving through your thought forms because that can give you insight on where that program is still still kind of holding in and, and, and resisting your um, your ascension. So it's definitely a mental body thing, that, and I see the mental body is, is being um, accessed through the fourth dimensional astral plane of time. So the more that you can pull yourself out of time also will liberate where the... Uh, matrix simulation has been interfering as well, so it's 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 coming apart. It is, and it's it's losing its hold. And and it, of course, this internet is definitely helping with it. We want to also kind of limit our time on the internet um, and the Wi-Fi because again, they're using that to pump in the simulation. But the internet is such a blessing too because it's it's creating our tribe, right? It's linking us all up. So we're, it's just, I think it, I recommend everyone just kind of keeping an eye on what may still be streaming through the thought forms that could be part of that simulation. Right. You know, back in 1988, there was a, a movie that came out called They Live. And I saw it again uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, and, it's, and it's about this guy that um, he, he finds these dark glasses and he puts them on. And when he looks at people... Some of them are aliens and some of them are, are oh. humans. And oh. he, you know, he goes. He and his buddy try to figure out a way to dismantle this signal that they find that's going through a TV station that's controlling all mm-hmm. the people, telling them to obey, to consume, all of that. Okay. Wow. It was a that's big, great movie, but I tell you what, it has more truth in it <laughs> than you know. And I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to see them redo that movie. 
you know, it, and bring it up to speed. Have you ever seen it called They Live? No, I've never never even heard of it. So it sounds like a good disclosure movie. Wonderful disclosure movie. <sighs> so um, would you be interested in maybe having some people call in and, and talk to oh, definitely. Uh, today? Would you be interested yes, in yes, doing yes. that? Yes, yes, we can take calls, definitely. Great. So, Ariel, I'd like to turn it over to you at this time. And, Meg, I'll be talking to you, I think, in a week or two. Okay? Yes, it's next week. Thanks, Lavender. Okay, thank you, honey. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. You are just so <clears throat> you're so right on, <laughs> Meg. You've always been, and uh, I so appreciate the work that you do on the planet. So um, oh, we have uh, we actually have one caller that's ready to go. But before we pick okay. that up, I just want to tell the people that are already on the switchboard. If you would like to talk to Meg, you'll need to press one on your keypad so that we we know that you want to talk. And also, if you are listening on the computer, then you'll need to call in, and the number is 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, then press 1 so that we know you want to come on the air. So um, first of all, um, our first caller is Millie. So let me get your mic open. Okay, Millie, you are on the air with Meg. Hi, Meg. Um, I'm just Hi, Millie. To- Hi, how are you doing, Meg? Good, <laughs> Hello, good. <Ariel>. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> um, just wondering if um, maybe I could have like um, some sort of um, healing because I'm having some sort of pain in my body that I just don't understand. Um, been going for a couple months, so I don't know if Where's it's it like um, and um, it's showing on my all my right side of my body. And it's okay. coming from, like, the neck all the way down to, like, my toe. So I don't know if it's something, like, um, like has to do with stress or, you know. All right, let's it. check in. I found okay. that um, a lot of the patriarchal energies will lock into the right side. And so let's just tune in here for a minute. Let's, um, anyone who's having especially right side pain, I had a lot of that as I was going through this process. And... And so, Millie, it's, um, I always think of it as the kind of the shadow uh, aggression, the shadow masculine energy or the dominating masculine energy that we all have been exposed to. Okay, here we go. We're just going to start to move the, the divine light into where it's holding. So it's trying to, in a sense, um, contain you in the matrix, hold you in that programming, and you're doing your work to get free from it. And this gets into us not only from our birth families, but we're, you know, we literally are born into the matrix. So it can get projected in. All right, here we go. So I'm actually starting to feel things start to wiggle loose in the joints, keep moving the energy. And so if you can, with your heart and mind, uh, mm-hmm. cancel and revoke any participation with the patriarchal system. And with the patriarchal programming, okay, here we go. It's going to start to loosen up. So you're not going to allow it in your field. You're not going to allow it to run in your consciousness. You're not going to allow it to be present in the body. And we're going to start banishing it out. And I use the vortex around the field to spin these energies back to source light. Okay, here we go. Things are starting to lift. Up and out. 
and continue to affirm your own sovereignty, your own freedom, and your independence from the matrix. Okay, good. There goes more. And so this could pop out of the out of the joints and also stream down the leg channels, the leg bio channels, out the feet. So you are actually starting to release. And and when we go through this process, and it may come up in layers, um, Nelly. So you might feel like you have to keep repeating this for a bit. But we want to get it out because we're removing it not only from this lifetime, but also any past lives that we are in it as well. <clears throat> and then also too is we're there goes more as we're clearing this out and it spins back to source light. Let's connect up. So we're going up our chakra channel to our higher self and start bringing in our divine masculine to replace the shadow masculine or shadow patriarchal. And of course, uh, our beautiful God energy, our divine masculine energy. There we go. It's starting to drop down more into the right side. We have our divine feminine on the left side. I can feel more coming off you. And it's really just a a moment of, you know, like blessing it and releasing it. We're just not giving it our power or light. Okay, there goes more. Oh, good, good. And now I can feel your beautiful God energy coming down and in, filling in. And we begin to unite our divine masculine with our divine feminine at the heart where they start to partner and and really um, unite in that sacred love, sacred union. Okay, that's good. I always get that uh, sacred geometry of the interlocking gold rings in the heart center, bringing the masculine and feminine into balance and union inside us. We have to do it first inside us before we can see it out in the world. Good, Millie. Oh, I can feel that growing in your heart. So what I would recommend is just kind of keeping an eye on the the right side. Is Your body's trying to help you. It's trying to show you where this got in and where it kind of got lodged into the field. So if you sense any of that disturbance again, you can you can just command it out, spin it out, and continue to um, extend your masculine inside here where it's really loving and compassionate and balanced. And this is for all of us. We're all going through this process of of going from duality into singularity. We're bringing all our opposite energies inside us into oneness. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I actually did feel it a lot. lot. Thank you so much, Meg. Oh, you're so welcome. My pleasure. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for calling, Millie. Thank you. Bye-bye. But you're right, you know, that there's so many people that are probably experiencing the same thing. So uh, yes. telling how many people you helped with that. So um, next we have uh, a question, and I hope I've got your name right. Is it Dakey? You're on the air. Yep. Hi, Meg, and hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I've been... I've been hanging out with you now uh, since before Shasta, Meg, and, and <laughs> you were such a – this was the first I'd heard that you'd moved. I'm a little out of the personal loop, so congratulations. <laughs> and, Thank and you. It, <laughs> um, yeah, so earlier, uh, as you were speaking, when you mentioned the matrix, 
I, I realize that I have been seeing and saying out loud, it's like my life is disappearing in front of me. And where there used to be a plan or even a relationship or a, a sense of certainty, there's now like this green matrix. I mean, there are the pictures are disappearing. And unfortunately, also the certainty of where I'm going to live, literally, and I can't fit into my car anymore, uh, mm-hmm. is, is troubling me. I'm actually starting, instead of being excited, I'm starting to feel a little fear as pictures disappear. And so I think I'm really having a transition here and thought maybe you could help. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, okay, uh, first thing that uh, came through, Decky, as you were describing it, is as we continue to increase the spin momentum of our energy field, you're you're expanding beyond just the, you know the physical world, the three dimensions, and you're getting into more of these higher dimensions. And as we do that, we're getting past the fourth dimension of time. So we're actually getting time out of our field, and and so think about your history. So the history behind you, which is your past is collapsing and the future is also collapsing and we're going into more of this singular pulse inside us of no time all time and I found that actually very disconcerting in the beginning because I used to be able to read the time lag in front of me and just see what was coming and I nothing you know there wasn't too many surprises and then that disappeared and I'm like holy cow okay now how do we live when we really don't have a sense of what's coming in front of us. So it's, if I can describe this uh, easily, we're moving away from time lag and kind of a predestined plan, and we're moving more into merging with the soul inside into this kind of singular pulse of the soul co-creating the future in every moment with source. So you, in any moment, can shift things, you can adjust things, you can tweak it, refine it. So think of it like you're now becoming like a very vibrant, morphic field responding to the consciousness running inside you. I hope that makes sense. Now, if you're still seeing the green matrix around you, let me just check with your fields for a minute. So think of it like you're just becoming this soul presence like a big golden sun is just powering up inside you and you're you're just pulsing alive with it and everything that runs through you that consciousness that runs through you has a chance to materialize this is why we have to be really careful what we think and the and what's running through us because we want to make sure it's of soul you know soul grade level um okay so let's just check as you come out of the fourth dimension, you come out of time, that matrix should be collapsing around you in your field, which I actually see big segments of it breaking down. And I, if anyone is um, familiar with the Taurus, T-O-R-U-S, you're spiraling inside you. All this, all this divine energy coming from your higher self, coming from the Godhead, you're bringing it in. And it allows you to uh, co-create, as you mentioned, a new home, co-create the support you need for your soul's work, your soul's mission, your, your soul's joy. And, okay, here we go. I'm just feeling some energies popping off you. So let's pull the web away from you. 
anybody who still feels it too close in, just pulling the matrix webbing away from your front and back chakras, from the mind, definitely pulling it from the back of the brainstem, amygdala from the mind, back of the tailbone, pulling it away from your root and sacral. Okay, whoa, they're popping off. And as we disentangle from the matrix, from the web, you're moving into these higher realms. So imagine you're stepping into the 5D earth and that column of light is pouring down through you and around you from source, from the galactic center. Ooh, here it comes. Just let it wash through you and it, it penetrates into the body. Take it deep into the cellular level. This is how we're crystallizing our body. Ooh, and that moves more of that matrix off you. And it's in it's in this divine light stream coming down and, and flowing through you, Decky. Let's put imagery of you in your new home. And I always I always bring it down from above me in the stream, bring it into the pineal, into the third eye, into the brain, and then down into the heart. So you actually start to embody that imagery of what you're connecting to in the quantum field so it can actually start to materialize. Okay, there you go. So pull home into your heart. Pull home energy. There you go. And especially you can tap into your higher self, your soul, and bring your soul home energy into your heart. Yes, 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 yes. Good, and you keep it inside you for safekeeping so it can grow, and it begins to get into the magnetic field around the heart. Yes, good, your feet are grounding it in too. I lost my home so many times I can't even talk about it in Mount Shasta. This is how the how the dark forces got to me quite a bit, it was l- losing my home. I was homeless for many, many months, many times, and... And so it taught me that home is really where the heart is. I had to to connect to my soul sense of home, my origin of home, and bring it in here so that we're not dependent on any kind of material home, if that makes sense. Yes, I've been doing that since 2010. Good, good, good. Now, by bringing it down and into you, now it can actually start to materialize. I feel it. Oh, my God, that was fabulous. Fabulous, Meg. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I care about the soul home in my heart, and I feel so clearly that that image and clarity has replaced the twitchy fear that I was beginning to become Uh, overcome by. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Now go off and run with it, Decky. (laughs) (laughs) Here I am, baby Ashland. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Thanks so much for calling in. Bye-bye. Wow. Once again, I I, I imagine that she was speaking for multitudes of people experiencing that same thing. So um, the next caller will be Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. You are on the air with Meg. Hello, everyone. Hi, Meg. Hi, Vaughn. Um, I just want to mention I'm here in Dallas, 
And with this incident that just occurred, I realized that the reason I was here was because of all the love and the unity was that was experienced by us during this event. I bet. Uh, beautiful. It's, good, good. it's really been beautiful, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I will put this in my own words because <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, I guess, the language that Spirit has given me, but... I've been a transmuter, and I've been doing this for about 20 years, and my life in the world has been very quiet, like most, a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah. I have started to feel life coming back this past year, maybe the last two years there's been a change, but I, I'm constantly, especially in the heat here, I am constantly burning, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I know that the energy is moving through me, but I just want to know if there's uh, something that is creating the pain and the despair that I feel uh, that I could somehow let go of. I see. Okay. Okay. Let me connect with you there, Yvonne, in that emotional energy. Let's see what's happening. And it could be that you're empathing a lot of it from the collective that you're doing the transmuting work. I sense there's some of that. So what I'm getting is as you recognize these energies to... Um, take them into your refiner's fire. Just let them burn off instead of you actually processing them personally. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So we're going to move the pain and the despair and the hopelessness. And, you know, it it can get overwhelming if we watch too much of the news. And so, yeah, you just move. There you go. So you've got this fire burning in you that you're using as the internal furnace, the transmuter. Oh, there go the emotions right into it. So just direct them in. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let me see what else is here. Some of this pain is also coming from cellular memory. So let's also, um, you can use again that, that real powerful beam of source light running right down the body, fleshing it out of the cells, moving it into your refiner's fire. Mm-hmm. Is that in the lower cells? I'm feeling it right in your core, yes. Okay. Yep. Yes, good. Ooh, there they go. They're starting to shift. We're in a fast spin here, too. Whew. Okay. Let me see what else that your soul has working here. It's interesting because as you burn it, it it goes into a very kind of like white diamond light, and it transmutes away from you into the fields around you so you're you're as you transform the lower emotions lower lower vibrational energies then they they go into the flames into the refiner's fire they transmute to this pure light and then that can be then dispersed like you said even like at Dallas you know just dispersing it into the collective mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, oh, yeah, I could feel that Ooh. one. Yeah, Woo. beautiful. Well, it seems I, like you I, can point anywhere, wherever you feel guided to point to do this. Okay. Well, I, I would like to live again a little bit. <laughs> okay. Know, let's, uh, is, is that in the future? <laughs> 
Well, it's um, it's interesting because I think many of us are waiting for this the collapse to happen for us to be able mm-hmm. to really kind of power up. Um, but okay, let me ask on that. Um, I see this new Earth as if it's coming down and really kind of grounding onto this crystal grid, and especially what Lavender mentioned is this today, what's happening. This is helping with the integration of this higher field or or five-dimensional Earth energy. It's really starting to take hold more and more all around the planet and, and grounding onto the, the light grid. So this is where all of our futures lie. It's in this, yeah, it's in this new Earth. It's in this 5D field. So I'm I'm more involved in it um, psychically and energetically, really trying to bring, in a sense, that into the physical body so you can start to live it. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a think of it like you're bringing all these levels and aspects and dimensions inside you. Again, you're using unity consciousness to bring it all out and come alive inside you. So you're literally your physical body is the anchor point of it, and you can then begin to. Um, build this new timeline, which is your ascension timeline. So um, what I do is every morning I get up and I ground my feet chakra onto my ascension timeline, make it your foundation, make it your home base. And then that starts to replace what we used to rely on, which was the time lag, okay? (laughs) We're, We're Yeah, we're getting out of the three-dimensional, four-dimensional time lag. We're getting onto our 5D and higher uh, ascension timeline. And there you go, Ivan. I just felt you connect more to it with your feet chakras. Ooh, there you go. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're stepping into it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to remember to consciously do it, but when I'm always burning, I, I feel like, well, I'm already... You know, my energy's working and doing, and I'm in that, you know? So I never think of having to get myself in it. Oh, I you know see. I mean? Well, it's, it's, um, we have to do it on both the physical and the spiritual. So you're already working it in the spiritual with the soul. So now it's just getting the physical into it fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is why I, I, yeah. And that's probably why I'm drawn to go into nature every morning. Oh, yes, me too. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's now, it. Now, it's been a long haul. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. We're all kind of battle-weary. <laughs> yeah, like, and bored. And I have all. I know that creativity is a part of it. And when your creativity, when you feel, you know, lethargic, you're not feeling very creative. So, yeah, it's just a little frustrating from what I, you know, my human self. But um, connecting with you helps so much. Oh, good, good. Well, I think, too, when we get past these eclipses coming here in August and September, it feels like on the other side of that is some more openings for us to get, uh, uh, like, kind of bring this ascension timeline alive now where we're seeing it really show up more physically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. That feels true. Yeah. Oh, I love I, it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much because, yeah, you keep my, my sanity <laughs> in place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, oh, like you, like you said, the internet has been a blessing for that. I found you with your first radio show, and you've been my big, greatest blessing. So thank you so much, and I thank Lavendar and Ariel and everyone there also for having you. So 
Thank you. Oh, thank you. Give you a big hug. Thank you, Yvonne. Okay. Squeeze. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Yvonne. And it's our pleasure thank to be here you. for you. Oh, yeah. you're a blessing. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, you do such powerful work, Meg. It's just, and, and you know, when you're talking to people, I think it's it's benefiting everybody. I know that I'm I'm picking up on stuff myself, and it's like, oh, cool. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, I think when we join right now, in this kind of group, we're able to really respond to whatever's happening, even if it isn't us directly. It's just this kind of the group mind or the group uh, entrainments helping everybody with that, yeah. Sure thing. Wingtip to wingtip. Right. So uh, we have we have um, one more caller. Um, whoop, no, there's one, two more. So um, next we are going to be talking to Alcia. Let me get the huh? mic open here. Hello, is it Alcia? Did I get your name right? You got it right. Hi, Meg. Hi, Starcy. Hi, Alcia. Great to connect with okay. you. How are you, my dear? Also, I, you know, I had no I, no intention on calling, but I think this this question is going to be right for everybody. I'm okay. feeling the co-creative. I'm watching the matrix form in front of me. Um, that you know, in terms of reality forming on a dot level, on a on you know particulate level, and it's it's awesome. So mm-hmm. as I hold greater visions for the world and add that to the template, I write as um, flared up in my left eye, not to the point of like requiring a doctor or heavy medication. So I started to follow it back, and I feel like it has to, it has like a hook into not wanting to see the darker realities. And I, I thought, you know, mm-hmm. this is so heavy right now on the planet. So maybe you could uh, shed some light. Okay, let me connect with you there. I think it's it's more of like our human psyche, human uh, human self that is very overwhelmed by the dark presence and and just the the violence and aggression and all. So it's um whew, here we go. Okay, we're just pointing the diamond light there at the eye. Let's go um Althea, let's go to both human eyes and psychic eyes. We're going to start to kind of sync them up where they're able to uh, operate as one. And so we can run an yeah. infinity between them to link. There we go. We're starting to link them up. Yeah. Ooh, they're, yeah, yeah. So they're starting to release stuff. And I found this helped me because I was definitely kind of freaking out when my <clears throat> psychic ability began to get pretty um, extensive into these other realms and dimensions. And, and I was starting to really see the underworld and, you know, see the dark forces. And it just scared the Jesus out of my poor little human self. So I was like, okay, I can't do this, you know. And I was even finding that I was, you know, picking up information on people on the, you know, just walking on the street or whatever. And I'm like, I do not need to know all this information. So I, right. I had a discussion with my my soul, my higher self, and said, okay, let's set up some parameters. I just need to see what is important for my mission. Everything else I really don't need to be watching all that. So it was kind of kind of dialing it into your soul frequency, like you're the radio antenna tower. We're dialing it into your soul frequency. So that is what you see, where your soul exists in all dimensions, what pertains to your truth and your your mission and your joy. And, okay, and there we go. It's actually starting to lock on. 
Whoa. Which Everything makes sense because I have never turn, turned down the dial. I just, like, turned it up and kept it up. And I'm seeing okay. how, like, you know, as this planet is doing what it's doing right now, maybe yeah. that's a good idea. You probably don't need to see all that. <laughs> It'll give you nightmares. <laughs> oh, it gave me a something eye is what it gave me. <laughs> there you go. Stink eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so I love it. You're really kind of, think of it like you're just kind of fine-tuning right now your psychic eye, your human eye. We've got some filters actually also coming off the eyes here, Althea, just letting those go. They could have even been distortions. They might have been some of the the matrix programming. just leaving that out. And now I'm starting to see more of kind of the real clear laser beam focus in the eyes from your soul presence now. Yeah, wow, yes. Yeah, like a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like the very strong beam there at the third eye. Yes. Oh, totally. Okay, good. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. So I think it'll and continue to lift because I feel like it's going to, and I know there's another caller, so I'll let you get to her, and thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad to help. And, and I'd love to hear any feedback as you're seeing this get more more detailed and discerning. Yeah, just really clean. Oh, you bet. Clean. Okay, you awesome. Bet. Thanks so Thanks. much. Althea, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Great. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Wow. That was so <laughs> I cool. Still feel that. Yeah, I still feel mm. that one moving. <laughs> That's yeah. good. You know, and I, I, I remember, um, you know, Lavendar saying, you know, is your name on that? And and our name isn't on everything. And that's kind of what no. you were what you were saying, you know, there are people that are going to deal with this so that yeah. we just, you know, we need to deal with what we have so that they, other people, don't have to deal with, with what our name is on. And it's just like right. all together, you know, we we follow our job description and our contract with you know the, with the higher light and um, together it'll all get done. It will. So, we're um, all you know, bringing in kind of our own special gifts and then combine that all together. It will all get done. Right, right, and it's it's yeah. much more effective that way. Yeah, much it is. easier to just you know you know okay you chop the carrots you you mince the onion right. you do this and and together we're going to make a beautiful meal. Um, yeah. uh, so we have we have one more caller now. And her name is Jane. So let me get your mic open. Hey, Jane, you're on the air with Meg Benedicte. Hi, everyone. Hi, Meg. Hi, Jane. Um, okay, you and Lavendar were talking about children, um, the ones that were in the cooking school. And I have a 20-year-old who's living with me still, and he did not do that. Um, he, he was really, really this great little kid, he, and he still is. But he's going through um, a lot. We're we're not doing well, and I fall into bad mom syndrome. But when I'm out of that, I really need to hear from you. What what is the best way to approach a child that you know is is really powerful and has come yeah. to to do really good things? Who is so um, he's angry. He's smoking a lot of dope. He's smoking a lot of tobacco. I don't know what else he's doing. He weighs way less than he needs to weigh. And so as a mom, I'm looking at it as this 
this poor child, but he's really not a poor child. I just am having a very hard time disengaging and not, okay. you know, it's hard for me to see his powerfulness when I'm staring at this child who looks like he needs rehab. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, are there other moms who are dealing with these very special children who seem very, very lost? And he's real into wanting all the money, and he's kind of gnarly around. He does want fairness for everyone. I mean, he is just like that. He he will not mm-hmm. tolerate injustice. Mm, um, at the same time, he's He's um, he's almost like uh, wants to do anything he can possibly do to have a whole bunch of money. But he's twenty, so I get that part of it. But, but is, tell me something. Is he, yeah, is he plugged into like video games and all of that kind of stuff? He's not. Okay. Um, okay. When we don't have television at home, so when he goes to friends, I do not know what they do. Ah, um, okay. But he does have he has his phone and he is on his phone. Um, yeah. Okay. That that's part of it too. What's his first name? Joseph. Okay, Jane. All right. Let me just connect with you and Joseph. I'll go through your energy field and your genetic link to him. Okay. So first thing I'm picking up is it's there is like a dark cloud around his mental body. So that's definitely some matrix programming. So let's do this. Let's let's um call in his team, his soul, his angels, his guides, and have them assist us. We're going to spin, use the vortex to kind of start moving that interference away from his brain, away from his third eye, away from his pineal. So any parent who is witnessing some of this can can step in and start to help the children um, with this more energy type of work first. Um, two things I have I have parents do. One is kind of think of like you're casting a protective netting of light around his aura to start to contain his energy field until he can do it himself. Kind of almost like you're a fisherman. You're going to cast the net. It's like a golden honeycomb net. Okay, there we go. It's going around his field. His field is way too open. Right. Here we go. All the way around. And, And any parent can do this and hold that containment in place as they're growing and developing and learning how to work with their own energy. Okay, here we go. We're starting to get that kind of dark presence moving. It was plugged into his brainstem, so let's pull the web out of his body. We're going to just pop those cords out, especially at the brainstem and amygdala at the back of the neck there. Oh, there we go. Ouch. And he's got his tailbone, too. Just pull it out. And then let's move that programming. So just like a big dark cloud around his head. Let's get that out. And what we're doing is we're helping clear his channel so more soul light can come down in. And so this is more of our truth, you know, our, our soul consciousness coming in, more of our own knowledge and uh, holding the mind as our own. Okay, that's coming down and into the brain into the neural pathways in the brain and the third eye, pineal, crystal. Okay, that's dropping in more. He's getting programming, so let's ask where he's getting it. How's Other than that, his field was pretty open, but let me see if there's any other place he's getting it. I think it's through the Internet. Okay, I got a yes. Whew. Seeing astral entities in the fourth dimension trying to 
uh, plug into him. Let's spin those See, away. That's what, that's what I wanted to, to question, yeah. too, because he's got, he has gone through in the past sleep paralysis where there is all oh, kind of yeah. actual stuff going yes. on. And he occasionally will do this sleepwalking thing that's pretty dramatic. Oh. Wow. Um, yeah. Right, and at the same time, he um, he recognizes my. I I came in with this real strong anti-patriarchal <laughs> thing, um, you know, and it comes across as man-hating, and it, you know, and so he, <laughs> he's had to live with that, and it had. I mean, it's just been this "do not tell me what to do" thing with me, and I thought perhaps I had created something that you know between us that needed to be cleared i mean i can take full responsibility for some of my sure. mess that could be you know spilling over okay to him. let's check he that also, out it... he has a Go lot ahead. of crystals he's very he has crystals that he he orders he's got some magnificent crystals that he seems to intuitively carry with him every once in a while but it's not enough it's not yeah i think what we're doing hopefully there'll be a a huge impact. Okay, here's the other thing that I've noticed because I'm I'm very much in support of cannabinoids and all the all the healing that can come from cannabis, but if you overdo it and you abuse it, you actually create like potholes in your field. So that's where the entities can get through. Yes, and he's so, also coughing, coughing all the time. He coughs uh-huh. steadily. Good lord. Okay. Okay. Um, and so the the addiction to the drugs is part of the matrix running. It's a tough one to break, but whew, okay, here we go. I can feel his soul and his angels, his team are starting to kind of blast him. Think of it just kind of like laser beam blasts here in his field. Oof, we're moving those oof, entities out as much as we can right now in this short time. Ooh, out now. One of the first things we can do is start to claim our sovereignty, and our, this is our private energy field. So this is commanding out any interference, any invasion, violation, uh, inappropriate presence. Okay, there we go. We're starting to get things moving. Just keep banishing them out. And you can do that every day if you feel you need to, just continuing mm-hmm. to banish them out until he starts to get balanced here. And let me check and see if there is any dynamic between you and him that is creating his resistance. Okay, I get there is something. Let's see what it is. Um, Jane, see if you can uh, connect to and embrace the divine masculine in him so he isn't feeling like kind of like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Okay, you're just connecting into his divine masculine. Yes, yes. And you can even run an infinity of light between your heart and his heart. We can do this with our loved ones. So we are maintaining a harmonious connection. Good, good. And you can oh, that really run feels that. good. Yeah, keep running <laughs> that. Yeah. And he'll feel it, too. It'll feel good to him, too. So he's not feeling any of that kind of conflict. He can start to feel that harmony. Um, so... Let me check on his soul. This seems like he's coming into, this feels very much kind of typical of some of like of us older starseeds and lightworkers coming into dark systems, bringing the light into it to actually help with its collapse. Yeah. I think he's doing this. 
I don't know that he can do it stoned all the time. No, that's true. That's true. It's um. Uh, let's ask if he's completing that part of his soul mission here now, because I think we all are, where we don't have to be holding this space with the underworld anymore. Yeah. So let's. So again, um, as you have this open contract with him to support him, you can help him close up and cancel and revoke any agreement to participate with the dark forces that this part of our mission is completing and it's been fulfilled and it is now um, done. So it's we're all moving into the next phase of our um, ascension plan, which is really just living the light, being the light. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, there you go. Yes, helping him get free of that um, first phase of his work here. Give me the terminology again that you just used about revoking yeah. and canceling. Yeah. Say that again. So, yes, yeah, so you, you lock your focus on any open agreement with your soul, your soul family, your soul group with source. And then once you feel that it's completed, which I'm feeling this phase has completed for all of us. So then you lock onto that agreement. Um, I always see it kind of like a, a legal document. Could you just think like that in that you sign off. It's paid in full. You cancel and revoke all participation with that contract, and we'll file it away in the records closed. And I also have people tear it up and put it in the refiner's fire of source, so it's done. Yes, yes, and it begins to release out of their field, so it's not a compelling force running in them anymore. That's what it was for me. It lifted out. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, James. So you guys have a great evening. Thank you. you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for calling. Bye bye. So wow. Um, well, we have we have another um, another couple of callers that um, are still we're working on getting them through the uh, through the screening room. So uh, we'll just take a, a minute or two. Um, you had said in um, in the email that you sent me <clears throat> about the Lionsgate portal in August. You want to elaborate on that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is an annual event where Star Sirius rises on the horizon with our sun. It's through July and August, and it opens up a stargate to our planet. Uh, so again, anyone who's familiar with Sirius. Uh, I always see the light as a deep indigo blue frequency. It's, it's, it allows this to kind of saturate into the field here from Sirius. It's such a beautiful energy, and it's oh, – what does it do? It it very much is helping us with our ascension. It's helping um, activate more of our soul DNA code. It's also uh, – it helps demagnetize pathogens and so I have been working with the Syrian Council for years and, and bringing that light in. I think it, it just saved my life. You know, it helped in so many ways. It also will help you connect to the um, the ancient mystery schools in Egypt where the Syrians were very present in helping to um, um, seed a new divine human race. So 
it's um, so we call it the eight eight. It happens um, the the kind of the height of it or the 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 peak of it is on August eighth every year. We work with the eight eight. Of course, as you're seeing, we're using the infinity. Um, so eight is about union and balance and harmony. So we're working with the eight eight energies and. It's, um, it's called the Lion's Gate. So it's the Syrian lion energy in a sense that is able to be pre- more present on the planet and helping us. Um, I, I just love this energy. So every year I do an annual uh, event with it. And, and if you resonate with this and if you find you might even have some history either with Sirius or with Mystery Schools in Egypt, this might be um, a day for you to just tap into that. It's uh, quite powerful. And I'm thinking it's helping us go through this process right now of detangling from the matrix and getting ready for those eclipses coming um, in, in mid-August through mid-September. So just kind of think of it kind of like it's it's escalating and ramping up <laughs> to those eclipses mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lionsgate helping with that. Excellent, excellent. Well, we have one caller ready to go, and um, okay. I, we we have we actually have two more, um, and that that'll be all the calls that we can take this evening because we're going to be running out of time, out and time. we want to make okay. sure that that um, that you can do what you need to do for each person. So we are going to talk to Christina next. Let me get your mic open. Okay, Christina, you're on the air with Meg Benedicte. Hi. Hi, Christina. Meg, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Lavender, thank you. Um, I have a, it's a several-tier question, but it's all related. I am doing my best to establish a foundation for peace and have really been going full bore on it for the oldest of my outside. Um, uh, over the last couple of months. Recently, especially over the last few weeks, a lot has been coming at me to trigger my own inner peace. I've been falsely accused of a few things and people come forward and who are witnesses and say, no, she never did that, you know. So, you know, it goes away. I've moved into a new roommate situation where he is not keeping agreements and is kind of watching a lot of violent stuff and loudly and making, I'm the peace, love, and light girl and making it very, very difficult and really almost triggering PTSD. And I've been told, you know, by numerous people, I'm here as an anchor of peace. And as I say, I've recently reactivated my work on the Peace Foundation, which has been something I've been doing off and on for 10 years. So I didn't know and a global meditation for peace where it's been done internationally and I'm really working on getting that translated into multiple languages. So my question is this, is there something in my field, in the RNA, in the DNA, in the Akashic, in the ancestral, in the anything, anything we can move at this time? So one, my home is a place of peace and accord that I can be the peace no matter what. And I, and I also view some of this as a quickening because I also ask, what is there for to me to learn here? Okay. And okay, it's obviously be in a place of peace and loving no matter what. Yes, um, yes. But I'm hoping, that, yeah, I'm hoping that we can do some work. Um, I'm very careful about not inflicting on other people you know, if it's a family member, my understanding is spiritually we're clear we're able to do some work, you know, on other people. 
But if someone is not a family member and this man who I'm renting a room from in his condo is not, I, I don't know if it's spiritually clear to do any work with him. So mm. I think because so much is coming at me from so many, you know, different places, from, you know, all kinds of things, um, I think that the work is to be done with me. And once we get me right, then we will okay. be well, in a better place. Let's, let's then first just... Uh, well, let's just use the vortex, Christina, to move any of that aggression or any kind of attack energy or counterforce energy to your your soul's purpose. All right, so I'm just going to use the vortex to start moving um, any of that aggression or attacks or anything trying to stop the the soul's work. Ooh, okay, and it feels like it's mostly around the mental body. Keep spinning it out. So we're we're canceling and revoking any uh, allowance of this energy to be in your field, pulling your energy away from it. Ooh, okay, here we go. Starting to pop. Reversing it back out of the field. Okay, and I'm seeing your grounding. It's um Part part of the soul work is to be a bridge to the new world. But what I'm seeing is you're you're holding. It's like you've got one foot in the old world and one foot in the new world, and we need to have all of you over into now the new world. So um, it feels like the left foot, Christina, is still grounding a bit onto the old grid of the 3D world, and. We understand that that was part of your mission and that was part of your um, your gift here. But now, because of all the changes happening recently, you don't have to actually even bridge the two worlds anymore. You can go fully over yeah. into the new world. So let's just unlock that foot chakra. We're going to start lifting it over and the whole left side over into whoo, joining the right side into the 5D oh. world. Oh, whew, all the way in. Okay, there you go. You popped in. We've got the old stuff kind of coming off you. We'll just keep spinning that out anywhere you were still present with it. Let's get that left foot now locked onto the crystal base there and onto the light grid. Okay, good. And that's also starting to elevate you up. So we're spinning up higher. Up, up into higher levels. Okay, more of that conflict is spinning off you, that aggression, the violence to spin it away. It's just kind of like a dark cloud coming off the field. Excellent. Okay, there it goes. And let's again reaffirm this powerful column of light coming down from source at the galactic center. So it's going to come down around you flowing through you here we go and then right down your feet into the crystal grid and it's starting to expand through the aura so it's pulsing the light beams out through the aura and around you there goes some more stuff leaving and then um, I'm getting just kind of similar to what you were doing earlier. Just bring into your heart this 
powerful project, peace project. So you're bringing it in where it's in the love, in the heart, in the in this union of your soul and human self at the heart. Okay, there you go. I'm bringing it in where it's really divine and safekeeping. It's getting fed the light, the love. Okay, good. Your body's actually grounding it to this uh, the the 5D field, the new earth. Ooh, that's growing. So here's what I'm here's what I'm getting is as you embody this and you and you just keep powering it up with your own presence, your own light, your own love. It's getting into your magnetics, and it does feel like it will start to alter the outer physical reality, so it will match better to what is alive inside you here in the heart. Meg, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yeah, it's really interesting because as you were working with me just now, we had a obstacle after obstacle in terms of noise trying to obstruct this. It, it's just like, it's it's extraordinary, you know, and I do your work every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been listening to you <coughs> well, long what enough. I, what, what I found is when we cut loose, any energy that was used to getting our light or our life force or our power, it will try to hook back in. And that's what I'm experiencing. It's swarming around me day and night, and I'm just staying in this light column and staying in the spin of the vortex and keep moving it away. Uh, it will it will lose interest and die out and move on, but right now it is trying to reconnect um, uh, to the light power. And, okay, and we can do, do this. Do as, that I'm, am I am I grounded now? Yes, good your feet are locking. In, on, feet are locking. On the, in 5D. Keep keep commit. Um, keep grounding every morning, but it is locked right now. It's holding. Okay, and then do you have any suggestions how to deal with this housemate who watches such violent things and so loud that I can hear it in my room, regardless of me asking about turning it down? And he yells, if he, he yells from one end of the house to the other, yeah. If he insists on still doing it after you've asked him not to, you're you're probably going to have to look elsewhere because he's not going to change for you. Right. So it's um. So what I do is, and I, I, I dealt with a lot of this in Mount Shasta, so what I do is continue to hold the vision of a, a, a harmonious, peaceful, living environment and hold that energy inside you, and then that will begin to bring in new options. But we can't control others, especially if they are invested in living in that matrix. Mm-hmm. Did you get any sense that he mm-hmm. was in the matrix when you interviewed to move in? Well, I had no other place to go because where I was living was so bad, and this was neat, clean, and tidy and very close to everything I needed to be. So it was very good for my health where I didn't have to travel from one end of the city to the other on um, public transportation or carry heavy things all day. So it worked in so many ways, but I know I had no indication that, you know, because he said he went to bed early and, you know, he wanted me to be neat, clean, quiet, and tidy. He doesn't do drugs. So, no, I had no indication of this, but he, you know, I, I could see that there was a toughness with him, but that I did mm-hmm. not know, you know, what it was. 
Well, one thing you can try, um, anytime I've had roommates or, or like condo mates or whatever, or neighbors, you can try running the infinity between your field and his field to see if you can bring it into more of a coherence and a harmony. So let's, let's extend that. Um, if he still is really insistent on, on behaving this way, you're going to have to just call in a, the next spot, you know, the, the next home base. But, okay, let's just run the infinity. This is with anybody that you have conflicts with. Um, I definitely had to do it with people in Shasta. Okay, there we go. Starting to run it. But part of it also feels like it's 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 refining you. It's fine-tuning you. And so take in the mastery that's coming in, Christina. Don't don't let the human ego get fixated on him cuz that will just drop you back into the matrix. It's more of um staying focused on the inner harmony in you and what you're creating for yourself and then that begins to get uh roll out around you with your magnetics. And and that's to be not as affected by whatever's yes. going on externally, correct? Yes, I guess you're going to get that's real part of the lesson for me. Yes, you get real neutral. You're not polarized, so you're not reacting. You're just really neutral, and 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 usually people might be more accommodating when you ask from a neutral place instead of any charged, polarized spot. Right. Yep. And that. That could be where you try that out with him and then see if he starts to shift. Okay. Meg, yeah. is there any more encoded okay. old um, DNA there that we can move out at this point? Um, I think that would have to take like a, a private session. Okay. Yeah, okay. and we do have yeah. another caller waiting and only a few minutes oh, left. Oh, so. oh, oh. I thought I was okay. the last one. No, yes. no we oh, had another God. one. Thank you. I am so You're very, welcome. very, welcome. very grateful. God bless you. God bless you both. Yes. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, well, we only have we only have ten minutes, so I'm going to pick up Eric's okay. um, call, and this is this will be the last one. So, Eric, you're on okay. the air with Meg Benedict. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi Eric. Hi, Meg. Hi. So, How can I help you? I'm stuck in the matrix. <laughs> no, <it's> just <laughs> let me out. But I'm also yeah. feeling like I'm trying to make the matrix work for me instead of uh, letting go and that kind of thing. Um, but I feel like it's there's also like a sense of security that it's it's hard to do. I'm I'm just I feel like I'm doing what everyone else is telling me to do instead of choosing my life and. I'm losing sight of what used to make me happy and excited. Yeah. And I'm just okay. sort of beat down and I don't have the motivation to really fight anything. It will really wear you down. Like that fight. that yeah, yeah, that programming will it's actually designed to um make us um lethargic and not, you know, no more fight in this. It's it's um Definitely an enslavement programming. Okay, so Eric, I'm going to just connect with you. Let's see where it still holds. Okay, so let's go into the mind where the programming is running, and we want to start 
breaking it apart. So we're going to bring the laser beams from source down and in. And, and think of it like you're just beginning to departiculate the programming. So it's beginning to break into like a gazillion pieces and just begin to uh, shatter out and break out and spread out. Okay, here we go. We're just kind of blasting it. Ooh, and that worked at the brainstem. Okay, that's where the, the big point of where the matrix plugs in. You know, if you watch the movie, it goes right into the back of the brain there. So we're pulling the plug out. It looks like a kind of like a big octopus arm. We're just sliding it back out of the brain and out of the top of the spine there. Whoa. Okay. Ooh, it's sliding out. Ooh, and that begins to pop you out into more of this 5D space that is... I call it the new earth. Um, it is clean and free. There's no simulation running. It's just lit up with source light. It's like the Garden of Eden. You're just moving into pure nature, pure light. Okay, there you go. I felt you shift in. And the it's the ego part of us that's very addicted to the matrix. And so that's the part of us that always mm. tries to kind of pull us back into it. So it's not trusting you. Right? You said it, it, it feels like that's the best place that you can achieve what you need to. It, we need to update the mind to see that when you connect and bring that soul inside you, especially in your heart and mind, you can achieve everything. So we need to update mm. the human mind to see that your eternal soul presence has all that you need. It knows all that you need. It can achieve all that you need. And okay, there we go. We're just updating the human mind so it begins to partner inside here with the soul. Oh, good, Eric. That's a shift. Oof, we're releasing some of that inertia and resistance. Ooh, get that out. Oh, you had some heavy layers just lift off you. And it's a it's a gradual transition. Uh, I always see it like crossing a, like a bridge of light. We're leaving behind the dark world. We're going across the bridge. We're getting into this new realm, this 5D realm. And it's in a higher frequency. So anything you can do to keep increasing your frequency, um, you can spin in the vortex and you can meditate. You can get in nature. Nature is a field of order. So you get into that field and absorb it inside. It increases our frequency. Um, again, get off the 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 TV if you can, as mm -hmm. much as you can. You know, just get off the the video games, all that stuff, and also. Watch your diet, you know, getting into high frequency, like more live raw foods. All of it works. All of it helps. And it, and it, all this stuff starts losing its, its grip on you. It's lower vibration, so it starts dropping out. And then you keep rising up. So I think what I'm um, getting, um, since we're, you know, short on time, what I'm getting is this yeah. trust factor, needing to build. And mm -hmm. I had it too. When I first started, uh, I was like, okay, I need evidence that this works. You know, I need to see that <laughs> right. my soul is actually, to, yeah, you know, rely on it. Yeah. you need the proof, right? You need the proof. So mm. um, the more that you can follow what you're feeling in your heart brain, so that's the soul talking to you, and more that you can kind of trust and follow and see the results, that's how it worked for me. I would, I would get the... Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to really do this. I'm feeling my heart wants me to do this. I'm feeling it really tingle in the heart. It feels very charged up good. And so if I take that action and I get good results, it builds a body of proof where my human mind began to realize 
that if I follow the soul, I actually get better results. <laughs> and that's how I did it. So mm. it's, it's well, what happens it is out. it seems like those promptings just hit the matrix or they hit what everyone else wants. And uh, it's okay. like, well, how do I get through there and do what I want to do and, and do the, okay. like everything you listed there. It's like, oh, yeah, Tai Chi, okay, so when well, you know, so forth. Yes, a whole new lifestyle. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, okay, so what happens is we start to kind of get buried under other people's ego demands and and mm-hmm. their and their force on us. So that's when I use the vortex to spin away. So let's just do it. We're going to push away 360 degrees out outside mm-hmm. ego will where they're wanting you to do what they want. They're trying to pressure you, they're trying to influence you, or they're just trying to force you. So let's push mm-hmm. that out. And it usually goes into the heart and solar plexus, and and that's where I feel most of it. But let's reverse it out. And we also want to pull any cords out, any entanglement, where they're literally roped into you or entrained into you or entangled into your field and trying to control it. Oh, here we go. There's stuff coming out of the solar plexus. So this is, again, where we cancel and revoke any acceptance of outside forces, outside ego control, any kind of out, outside external uh, soul signature, reversing it out. It's all in violation of your sovereign space here. Okay, there goes more, Eric. Mm. Push it out. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, spin it out. <laughs> and a real quick tip for everybody. Um, I find that if I start to get irritated, if I'm annoyed, especially if I wake up and I'm all irritated, that's a sign something's trying to push in, right? Your mm. your own system is telling you, push it back out. So when I catch that, I get irritable. I use the I use the vortex again. I use my command. I use my intention. I push that energy away from me, and then the irritation is gone, and I'm back in my own kind of sovereign uh, cocoon. So cool. keep an eye on that too. That will give you a heads up that yeah. someone's definitely trying to get in. And it's a it's as you keep pulling soul in, you're building a powerful force field to prevent that interference going into the future. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. I hope that helps. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. Thanks for Great. calling. Right. <clears throat> Thanks for yeah, calling, thank Eric. Bye bye. <laughs> well done. Well done, and we and we still have time to. I wanted to. You you still are doing your um your radio show, New Earth Central, here on Blog Talk. I am. It's a it is a paid membership of thirty five dollars a month, and we every week we get together and work with whatever is kind of the current astrology transits and whatever I get guided um, from Metatron. So we do activations and attunements and take live callers. So it's a, it's kind of like a maintenance show, you know, just keeping keeping everybody going forward here in the ascension. And and then I'm also starting to do some webcasts. Coming up, uh, September 3rd is an, a 5D Ascension webcast. Um, that's an, another paid event. But it's it seems like um, since I closed my healing center last month that it's opening up my time to be able to do some more speaking and, and teaching. And so I'm going to San Francisco in mid-September presenting at a panel on the fifth dimensional Ascension. So it's good. It's it's new. It's just, you know, getting out more and, and, and doing more of this work, which I just love. So it's... Uh, 
new new beginnings happening again. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So yeah. um, just want to make sure that everyone has um, various means to connect with you, not only um, through your show here at Blog Talk, and and that is that is so so reasonable. Um, you yeah. know, the subscription. Um, your web main website is newearthcentral.com. And yep. um, I see that you have another one called ascensionnow.org. So that's and these what new is, panels I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And when? Uh, what is the best way for people to connect with you if they want to arrange a private session? So if you can go to my customer support email, it's support at newearthcentral.com. Support at newearthcentral.com. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, we're on the countdown here before they're going to turn the show off because we've <laughs> maxed out our two hours. But I thank you so much, Meg, for being on the show, for being who you are, for the work you do, the generosity that you give from your heart and the and the help that you give to people um, to get them out of the matrix, to make this shift. You're doing such wonderful work on the planet, and we just love you. Thank you, Ariel. You're going to make me cry. Thank you so much. Oh. I love you and Lavender, too. Thank you all for all your support. I'm so blessed. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And with that, we are going to say good night, everyone. We will see you next week. And remember to count your blessings and live in grace. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.